a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Crime Weekly News. I'm Derek Lavasser. And I'm Stephanie Harlow. And we're going to waste no time. We're going to get right into it. This is a big headline story this week. Everyone's talking about it, so we obviously have to cover it as well, especially considering that we covered this in long form on Crime Weekly. What was it, last year? Oh, I feel Maybe like two years ago. Yeah, we talked about Scott and Lacey Peterson. It feels like over a year ago, but we're around that time. I think it was 20 late 2022 or 20 early 2023. Yeah, it was one of our big uh, long form series that we did had a lot of engagement on it. A lot of people had, had strong opinions on it. So we definitely have to cover this. So for anybody who doesn't know this story already, an eight month pregnant Lacey Peterson went missing on Christmas Eve in 2002 for months. Everyone looked at her husband, Scott, with suspicion until their worst fears were confirmed in April of 2003 when Lacey's remains were discovered in San Francisco Bay. The body of her unborn child, Connor, was also recovered. Scott Peterson was arrested and found guilty of murdering his wife, but has always maintained his innocence, filing several appeals over the last two decades. Now the Los Angeles Innocence Project has taken up the case, saying new evidence supports Peterson's claim of innocence. Stephanie Harlow, what do you think about all this? So remember when we covered Scott Peterson? Oh, yeah. So even while we were going through that, I mean, I did um, I did a three part series on my channel, which basically the whole point of it was like, could Scott Peterson possibly be innocent? Um, and, and I kind of really went deep into into that kind of angle of it as we were examining all the evidence. And at the end of my three-part series on YouTube, I kind of was like, I mean, I guess there is reasonable doubt, but in my heart, like in my gut, I still feel like he did it because he did have a motive and there was plenty of evidence. He had the affair with Amber Fry. Um, he didn't, he was talking about not wanting a, to, you know, become a father. They were young. I Like I looking at it now, I think Lisa was 27. They were in their like late 20s. And so- it's hard seeing that because Scott Peterson's in his 50s now, but you, you you kind of have to wrap your head around that they were so young and he wanted to be free. He wanted to have an affair. He wanted to not be a father. He didn't want to be tied down. He went fishing on Christmas Eve, but then Lacey's sister said she had been told by him that he was going golfing. So just things didn't add up. The concrete anchors, Lacey's hair in the boat, all of these things that, you know, the the defense, Scott's defense is going to refer to as circumstantial. And, and it was you know, quite circumstantial. 
But just like Casey Anthony, a lot of that circumstantial evidence piles up to make something very compelling. And the jury thought so, which is why they found him guilty in his original trial, which I think was in 2004. But still, you know, I understand. And Scott's been going so hard, man, for this this I'm innocent thing. You know, there's a, a website. There's a Facebook page. His family contributes to it. He still contributes to it from prison. They're constantly filing appeals and none of them are going through. He did get his death sentence reversed. And so now he is, is sentenced to life in prison uh, without parole. But he wants to get out. He says he's innocent. Do I believe him? No, I don't. But... Um, the Los Angeles Innocent Project appears to think that he could be. So according to The Guardian, in court filings this week, the Los Angeles Innocent Project said it was seeking evidence from the 2004 trial that it was unable to find among trials from Peterson's former attorneys. Now, the Los Angeles Innocence Project, to be clear, is a completely separate entity from the Innocence Project which I think a lot of people were not clear on, which is why the actual Innocence Project had to, you said they put out a tweet, Yeah, they put out a tweet and actually said, listen, any uh, questions regarding the Scott Peterson case, please go over to, and they had tagged the handle of the Los Angeles Innocence Project to show them, hey, there's there's a clear difference here. But it sounds like they do around the same thing. So it says... Um, The Los Angeles Innocent Project's mission is to exonerate the wrongly convicted, free the wrongfully incarcerated, uncover and remedy past misuse of forensic and other scientific evidence in the courtroom, improve standards for the use of forensic and other scientific evidence in the courtroom, and improve the dialogue between scientists and stakeholders in the criminal legal system and reform the criminal legal system to prevent future injustice. Wow. They've got a... They got a long mission. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Through, through its work, the Los Angeles Innocent Project educates the public, scientists, and stakeholders in the criminal legal system about the contributing causes of wrongful convictions and incarcerations. So here we have them there. They're picking up Scott Peterson's case. And Paula Mitchell, the director of the LAIP, said, quote, in the course of the LAIP's review and after some preliminary investigation, it became apparent to me that numerous items referred to throughout the police reports in Mr. Peterson's case were not included in the discovery that was provided to the defense at the time of the trial, end quote. So it seems that some items not found in the trial files were information about a watch that Lacey wore, which was pawned on December 31st. And remember, she went missing on Christmas Eve, December 24th, and then all of a sudden her watch is being pawned. And they said, you know, this was a watch she was always wearing. Now, they were never able to prove that Lacey was wearing that watch on Christmas Eve. And I think it's very likely that Scott Peterson could have found somebody or paid somebody or like coerced somebody to pawn that watch for him. But that's a a course of the investigation they have to take. Um, They also have items from a van that was set on fire the day Lacey disappeared, which was just about a mile from her home that this orange van was, you know, caught on fire. Reportedly, there was a mattress in this van with apparent blood stains on it. Uh, The LAIP is also asking for documents relating to witness interviews. And these are going to be witnesses who saw Lacey outside and walking her dog after Scott had left to go fishing on Christmas Eve. We talked about these witnesses at length during our series. If you haven't seen our series yet, by by the way, we'll link it in the description box here. But we talked about this at length, and we we talked about how um, not super reliable eyewitness testimony is, especially people like Lacey's neighbors who see her walking her dog on a daily basis. You know, when she was pregnant, Lacey wanted to keep herself in, you know, in shape, and so she went out and walked their dog every morning. 
So if a neighbor sees Lacey walking her dog every morning, they might say, yeah, I think I might have saw her that morning, but they might be confusing it for a different morning. But either way, those are the kinds of things they're looking for. The filing also requests evidence and documents from the investigation that they be turned over to Scott Peterson's attorneys. Now, what this newly discovered evidence is, it's not completely clear exactly what they're looking for, but many speculate it has something to do with two men, Stephen Todd and Donald Glenn Pierce, who were robbing a house across the street from Lacey and Scott's home around the time that Lacey went missing. And remember, we talked about this as well. They were robbing the house across the street. The people, the neighbors of Lacey and Scott were out of town for the holidays. And I know based on what the LAIP is looking for, that this is probably the route they're taking. Have you ever considered your clothes as the storybook of your life's chapters? Picture having the ideal wardrobe to match your 2024 era. Whether you're picking up a new activity this year, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored of your old choices, the stylist at Stitch Fix can curate the perfect look for your unique journey. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, sizes, and budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. With your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they will find your perfect fit. You can try everything on at home, keep what you like, and send back the rest. And shipping and returns are always free. This is probably my favorite part. Try everything on at home and then just send back what you don't like and you don't have to pay for shipping or returns. It's amazing. I love being home. I hate going out to the mall. I hate going into those dressing rooms with like 17 pieces and knocking around and like sweating and then you can't pull the stuff on. It's horrible. So that's why Stitch Fix is really perfect for me. And they have over 1,000 brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix will have you covered And then if you want something new, you simply order a refresh as needed or you set it and forget it with regular fixes. You're in control. Over time, Stitch Fix and their season style experts will match you with greater precision of perfect pieces for you based on your likes and dislikes. It's so easy. And for me, this was the big thing, too. I think it only took about two months for Stitch Fix to figure out what what I was really going for. And I didn't even know what I was really going for when I initially took the uh, the quiz where you talk about your style preferences and, and what colors you like and what patterns you like and things like that. I was like, I don't really know. I usually need to see things in person. And it only took two fixes for me to realize that they had pretty much helped me figure out what my style was and what I was looking for. It was amazing. So we love Stitch Fix. Derek's going to tell you how you can try it out for yourself and get a really great deal right now. That's right. Listen, Stitch Fix, they just get us and they'll get you too. So check them out at stitchfix.com slash crime weekly and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash crime weekly. One more time, stitchfix.com slash crime weekly. The New York Post reports that Scott's attorneys are requesting items from that burglary investigation. But there was a juror from one from Scott Peterson's original trial in 2004, Mike Bellamissieri. He told News Nation that law enforcement working the case in 2002 had found no connection between the robbery and Lacey's murder. They questioned those two guys. Uh, Those two guys were like, no, we have no involvement. But Scott Peterson's attorneys and the Los Angeles Innocence Project are basically asking to be provided with the alibis of these two men. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The Los Angeles Innocent Project has also filed a motion requesting DNA testing of evidence from the investigation. So they got a lot of stuff going on. They want a lot of stuff. This is going to take a while to get through all of these things. But 
If you remember correctly, during the original trial, Scott's lawyer, Mark Garagos, he put forth an alternate theory about what had happened to Lacey that had nothing to do with Scott. He said he felt it was possible that Lacey had been abducted by these burglars or maybe even like a homeless person who spent a lot of time in that park near the Peterson home where Lacey would walk her dog sometimes. Garagos said in his closing statement, like, listen, yeah, Scott's, Scott's a piece of shit. He's a creep. He's a cheater. But he's not a murderer. And the evidence the prosecution has is purely circumstantial. The LAIP motions also include a statement from Scott Peterson himself that he wrote from prison in November of 2023. And it says, quote, I believe this additional information will assist in determining what happened to my family and prove that I am innocent and had nothing to do with these horrible crimes that were committed against my wife and son. In 2004, I was wrongfully convicted of murdering my wife, Lacey, and our unborn son, Connor. I have discovered that critical exculpatory evidence was ignored, overlooked, or never investigated at all and in other instances was suppressed at the time of my trial. During the search to find Lacey, the police continually ignored evidence, including eyewitnesses' reports that Lacey was alive and walking our dog the day she disappeared. End quote. Peterson has said that he contacted the Innocent Project himself last summer to ask for their help. So once again, these headlines are a little misleading because it makes it sound like the Los Angeles Innocence Project was just like, man, we've really been looking at the Scott Peterson thing and we think he was wronged. So we're taking it on. No, Scott reached out, kept sending them information, you know, probably kept linking to his website, which just proclaims his innocence left and right. And finally, they were like, OK, let's look into this a little bit. We see some some glaring inaccuracies. We see some things that could possibly be considered, you know, reasonable doubt for a jury. And we would like to, you know, focus on this. Now, I don't know if it's going to do anything. I once again, still, I will say Maybe there is some reasonable doubt here. However, I just don't see what these robbers, like what motive they would have to murder a pregnant woman because she maybe saw them robbing a house. Like maybe she saw them robbing a house. I don't know. And then they're like, hey, let's make our our situation worse. Let's snatch her, put her in this orange van, drive her to the bay, kill her and toss her, toss her in the bay, set the van on fire. And they're talking about, you know, oh, there's blood stains on the mattress in the van. Lacey wasn't like stabbed or, you know, caught up or anything as far as as far as I know. It looks like she did come. Her body did wash up dismembered, but they believe that's because she had been weighed down by those anchors. And so as she was underwater for so long, obviously, like the muscle tissues and things like that began to loosen up and, and degrade. And then, yeah, her body just floated up and away from those anchors. So I don't know what blood on a mattress would have to do. It didn't look like she'd been brutalized in any way. I don't think that the coroner found any evidence that she had been stabbed or cut or anything like that. It feels like a lot of reaching. Um, I wish he would go away because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of other cases, especially in L.A., that the Los Angeles Innocence Project could take on that are really in need. And then there is, you know, people who have been wrongly convicted or who are sitting in prison, even though they're innocent. There's probably a ton of them in L.A. because the LAPD notoriously sucks. OK, so but why are we focusing on Scott Peterson, who's had his share of appeals, who seems to have never ending money to continue fighting this? I'm not sure. But I, I do believe also that Scott's like Chris Watts in that way, where it'll just never be his fault. So what do you think? Are you of any possible persuasionable mind that Scott may be innocent? Well, there's always a, a possibility. It's about whether there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt that he isn't. And, and and when it comes to a jury trial, and I don't think that's the case. I think he is. I think he's guilty. I think he killed Lacey. And 
we're not doing it here where we're going over the seven or eight part series. Like you said, we'll link it. There's a lot. There's that. It's like 17, 18 hours worth of footage you can go watch or listen to. We really went deep with that one. But I I just think surface level stuff. I, I agree in the sense of all alternate theories should have been investigated if they weren't especially if it could be exculpatory in nature. Um, We talked about the burglary theory. We talked about all of that. Again, you can go check it out. I just think for me, the real nail in the coffin, again, not disagreeing that it's it's circumstantial by itself, but in totality, based on everything we know about the case, based on the behavior that morning, based on when the, the inactivity of Lacey's phone, and based on the fact that Scott Peterson made four or five different concrete anchors that were never recovered. And he went out swimming, uh, fishing the morning after or the morning of Lacey's uh, last known contact. And just coincidentally, she washes, you know, on shore after being in a body of water for an extended period of time. For many months, yeah. So it's just very coincidental. So if if a bunch of robbers did this, um, damn, they really got lucky by killing her and then disposing of her body in the water and having it not come to shore until months later. And have her we, husband happen to be having an affair. <laughs> right, right. And it, so there's just, there was, for me, that's just where I fell on it. And just to piggyback on on what you said, well, first off, the fact that Scott Peterson has always claimed his innocence and he's been very, you know, really gun-ho about this me, means nothing to me. Because if you're guilty, yeah. if you're guilty, and you have nothing but time. You're in prison for life. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of free time to to do what you need to do in there while you're behind closed doors. And you have honestly nothing to lose. And you not only that, but they don't have an open and shut case against him, right? So he understands there's this gray area that that people who have good hearts and empathy and and who want to you know believe the best in people and also who know that there's so many wrongly incarcerated people are going to look at that and be like, oh, it's possible. Like, he knows that. He's taking advantage of, of it. If this was an open and shut case, we wouldn't even be talking about this. It's Correct. not. Yeah, but if there was it, a video, it'd be over. A video or some sort of like, yeah, some surveillance of him like pulling Lacey's body in a tarp out of the boat or into the boat or something like that. And there were people. There were people, by the way, who saw him like struggling to get something into his boat that morning he went fishing. If, if everybody remembers, he pulled his truck up. They were like so surprised at how close he pulled his truck up to the boat. And, and people didn't normally see that. So they were like, that's weird. And they kind of paid attention because it just wasn't a normal thing to do. Yeah. yeah, he did the anchors like we've got the anchors he made, the outlines for them. What you do that for, dude? Oh, he kept messing up, kept messing up, had to keep making anchors. Come yeah, on, man. Who knows how to mix concrete? Oh, right. so hard. It's so hard. It's not like the directions are on the bag or anything. If you have any questions, you definitely got to go over and watch the series or listen to it if you're listening on audio. But yeah, for all those reasons, I definitely think he's he's guilty. And as far as the defense the defense attorney's concerned, uh, Garagos, or how do you say his Gagarios? Mark Garagos. Garagos. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a big, prominent attorney, but that's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. And there's nothing I wrong with that, I don't even think that, that's his way. attorney. I don't even think he's representing him anymore. But he did a good job in his trial. I'll say that. But that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. They're supposed to pose. They don't have to investigate those alternate theories. That's the job Mm -hmm. of law enforcement. All their job to do is go to a jury and say, well, what about this scenario? What about that scenario? It's the same thing your boy Jose Baez did with with Casey Anthony. stop calling him my boy. You know I hate that. 
that that's what they do. They try to raise questions in the minds of the jury members. It doesn't have to have any substance. I mean, it works it, for Casey Anthony, right? It did. It did. And it works for a lot of other people. Yeah. All they have to do is throw out other scenarios that are possible mm-hmm. and see if they don't even need all of them to stick. They just need one. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. But I think it also comes down to how, like, how, like, empathetic you can be with the person on trial and Scott was just never like a relatable person. Like he just always had always had this like cocky, like superior, you know, holier than thou era. Like he kind of sat there kind of grinning. Like he always just looks like he's got some like smug duper's delight kind of expression going on in his face. He was not like a person that the jury could look at and say, oh, we kind of feel bad for him. Like they really just didn't like him. Yeah. Could that have gone against his favor? Yeah. But he's an unlikable guy. Like we heard people. That's why we went so deep in our series. People who knew him when he was a kid and said, like, this guy was like eerily calm and and kind of really like kept himself like in a very psychopathic way in the whole relationship with his mother and his father and how they treated him. You have to look at the totality of things and the context this dude's guilty, in my opinion. But let's take a poll. Can we take a poll and have people tell us in the comments what they think? Yeah, tell us in the comments. I mean, there's been a lot of people, experts who've looked into this, people who are experts in the how the water movements would be, the currents, all these things. And, and so much. Many dude, of exactly. them. Mo- yeah. Most of them have come to the conclusion that where she was found uh, in relation to where Scott Peterson was that day, it all lines up. Uh-huh, exactly. It all lines up. So, exactly. you know, don't take our word for it. My takeaway is kind of what you hit on a little bit there. I have no issue with the Innocence Project taking this case up if that's what they want to do. Yeah, if that's what um, they want to spend I their d- resources on. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I just hope that they truly believe there's something there and they're not doing this as a Publicity. marketing tool to get more money. To get more, to money. Get more money. Yeah, yeah. That's so what I'm saying. Because really, they're a nonprofit. So all the money they're spending on Scott's case is coming from people who donate money to them. That's right. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people in that community who are donating money to them who did not think, oh, this is going to go to Scott Peterson. They probably thought there's somebody who's less. Because Scott Peterson's a big name. It's going to draw attention to the LAIP. No, we, me and Derek didn't even know who that, the hell they were before this. Now, now we, we do. do. Right. So it's going right. to draw attention. And even to the that. Innocence Project had to, you know, put out a statement. So instead of people who actually need their help and need their resources, Scott's family's got money. This don't make no sense to me. If they want to keep fighting and appealing, then let that come out of their own pocket. Taxpayers and people who are making donations in good faith, hoping that they go to somebody who does not have the resources or the power to fight their wrongful conviction, this should not be being used for Scott Peterson. That's just my humble opinion. And I hope the LAIP knows what they're doing because this could go very poorly for them. I'm just going to say that because there's lots of people out there who need that money and it ain't Scott Peterson. That's all I'll say. Is that all you'll say? That is all I'll say. I'm just like annoyed by it. I'm annoyed. Like 
there's so many people in LA sitting in prison right now. It's not all she was going to say, guys. Like, I'm just, I'm I'm blown away by it. Like, and that's who should be talking now. The families of those people who can't get a lawyer, who can't get a public defender, who can't get money for an appeal, they should be writing to the Los Angeles Innocence Project and they should be making their voices heard and saying, my son, my brother, my daughter, my wife needs this. Now it's some freaking guy who's had 8 million chances to prove his innocence and 8 million appeals and still wasn't able to do it. I mean, those appeals that went to the Supreme Court, okay? Getting turned down, getting yeah. turned down. The same shit that they're saying now, they've already said in these appeals. So this is just a reach. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources that could be going to people who really need it. And now that is all I'll say. Is that all you'll say? Yes. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. And to your point... Oh, they're using their money and resources for Scott Peterson. Well, we don't know what their money and resources are. And maybe this is an, an attempt to gain more of that. Mm. Right. We don't know. I When I saw their Twitter account, they had under a thousand followers. So they're not, they're not like. Though. So isn't that public where they're like where their resources are coming from? I think it's got to be. Yeah, like their money and somewhere. all that stuff. Yeah, it has to be accounted for. I don't know how robust their their bank account is. And maybe this is an opportunity where they're saying, hey, we definitely see something here. There's, you know, and we all do. We all, we all agree. There's definitely questions that we have there, but at the same time, could it be better utilize their resources somewhere else? I, I think they probably maybe agree, but there is an angle here where potentially they could be doing this because of the, the media attention that it's going to garner. And that may lead to more donations coming in for other cases. So it could be a, a business strategy where they're saying, Hey, listen, this one's a coin flip. It may not go anywhere, but the amount of media attention we're going to get about our organization is worth us at least looking into it because then we will be able to help out in those other cases where the people haven't had the amount of money or resources poured into their case that they needed, which could potentially exonerate them. So listen, it could be for a good reason. They could they could all be part of a bigger plan. So we're going to follow it. We're going to keep you guys in the loop on it if something develops. Uh, we will absolutely cover, especially if Scott Peterson is somehow um, <laughs> exonerated from all of this. And uh, oh, could you imagine? We'll have to do a part ten on it. We'll have to At do this a part point, 10 I feel it. like he's just hoping, like he just appeals enough where people are just sick of him, and they're like, "Fine, let him out. We don't want to hear from this idiot anymore." My final word, for sure, on this one is: not everyone who's found guilty of a crime is actually guilty. But the same can be said for those who are found innocent. For a perfect example, in my opinion, O.J. Simpson, he is, he's, been, he's never been found guilty of the crime against Nicole Brown Simpson and, and Ron Goldman. I think he killed both of them, hands down. Everybody knows he did. Right. So, so my point being, regardless of what happens in this case with Scott Peterson, if they raise enough reasonable doubt where he gets out, does it change my thought that my idea that he, that he killed this woman? No, it does no, not. No, 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 no. Um, but that's the way the judicial system works, right? It's not necessarily about what you think or what you think, you know, it's about the facts and circumstances surrounding the case. And does a jury of his or her peers feel there's enough evidence there to support a guilty conviction. And those two don't know the, the truth and, and the facts of the case don't always line up. So just keep that in mind. It works both ways. And I mean, there's even there's even people who've been convicted of crimes like murder who get like 10 years and then get out and people still look at them sideways, you know, right. they're like, you killed somebody. Like, how did you get such a sweet sentence? So it's just like, even if he gets out, that suspicion's going to follow him. No yeah. one's going to want to have anything to do with Scott Peterson unless he gets like his own talk show or something, which these days, 
Anything could happen. Him and Gypsy, him and Gypsy Rose can go on tour together. What's what's another great case? You know, Adnan Syed, right? I mean, people. He, he's he was I found can't guilty. Even believe you said he who shall not be named. <laughs> he, he was found. He was found guilty. Now he's out. Now they're saying there's issues with it. But you then might they have took to go back, back his. Didn't they take back his? Like ex- they did. Technically, yeah. he's now guilty of murder again. Yeah. Although he's although he's a free man. So. The, it just kind of drives home the point I'm making. I think they're where, just hoping you don't notice that he's yeah, still free, yeah. you know? <laughs> he's still guilty, but he's free. And, you know, he's, he's out guilty, there eating but, Chinese food. Yeah, but, you know, he's got to wear a, 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 an ankle monitor. Ooh. Yeah, he's guilty, but he's a professor or he's like, he's like speaking at school. He's on, the, he's on the circuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so, on the speaking so circuit. So it's one of those, that, and that just, that's again, driving home the point. There's the court, you know, the, the judicial system and the court of public opinion. And then your opinion, what you believe Everyone's entitled to it, right? So we'll see how it all goes. We're going to keep following it up. And uh, if there's a big development, we will let you know. As always, we appreciate you guys being here. Make sure if you haven't already, you like this video, you subscribe to the channel because we're putting out new Crime Weekly news updates every single week. And we also have this little thing called Crime Weekly where we put out a new audio episode on Fridays and a new YouTube video on Sundays. So Please subscribe to the channel. Comment down below. Let us know what you think about Scott Peterson and this whole situation. We will see you this Friday on audio and this Sunday on YouTube for Dan Markell, part five, The Bump. If you mm-hmm. don't know what that means, you will. It's a great episode. Make sure you tune in and we'll also, see you Also, can I say soon. one more thing? Can I say uh, one more thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I'm actually interested in doing an actual poll. So we're going to put up a poll on Instagram after this Crime Weekly News has gone out both audio and video. We'll put up a poll on Instagram. Okay, so we're going to put up a, a Scott Peterson poll on Wednesday. I'm writing this down as we do this, so can make sure we do it right. Yeah, because I said like we're going to do it, but no, I'm going to do it. Derek's so that's gonna, like Derek's Stephanie has this this keen ability to like say, "Hey, we're going to do these things." And with no pre like planning for it. So then I, as she's saying it, I'm trying to type it all, write it all out. I mean, that's I to... actually because that's our dynamic. Like I'm the yeah. ideas person and then he's the execution. I'm the idea. I'm the brain and he's the brawn. I have the idea. I'm like, this would be cool. Let's do this. And he's like, let me execute that for you. you Everyone know? stay safe out there. We're going to go because Stephanie's going to keep talking. I'm cutting her off. Call me rude. <laughs> We're out of here. Crime Weekly News is done. No more promises. We'll see you guys on Friday on audio and on Sunday on YouTube. Everyone stay safe out there. Have a good night. How rude. Bye. Bye. <laughs>